Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Hecate, and this is Finding Okay, a healing podcast for survivors of sexual assault and any and all abuse. Today, I'd like to share something with you that has changed the way I experience death and rebirth cycles in my life, and I hope that it will help you too. Everyone goes through cycles of death and rebirth. We are all constantly changing and evolving. Looking back through your own life and history, I'm sure most would be able to point to major shifts or periods of transformation. We are always ourselves, but there are also so many versions of ourselves that we've become, grown out of, and eventually left behind. Growth requires change and discarding what no longer serves you. These periods of change and transformations are often difficult. They can often coincide with major upheaval in our lives and circumstances, which makes sense. Big shifts spark growth. Something I want to be clear about because this is a podcast for survivors is that I am not talking about your trauma when I talk about these cycles, although your trauma may intersect with these cycles. What doesn't our trauma intersect with? I approach the idea from a place of studying tarot. The death card doesn't usually refer to literal physical death. It usually means rebirth because that is something that is a part of all our lives. We go through these cycles of rebirth and personal transformation periodically. They're often painful, but always necessary. It truly helps to learn to identify them as what they are, as opposed to just being bewildered every several years or whatever, like, everything sucks again! Why does everything suck again? Sometimes these cycles correspond with periods of great upheaval and activity in our lives, and sometimes they correspond with times of stagnation and frustration. I want to share some things that have helped me get through these cycles with more balance and grace over the years. The first thing that helps is identifying that you are in the middle of a rebirth cycle. Understanding that it's a process and that you'll see the other side of it truly helps immensely. Sometimes I visualize it as a storm that I must pass through or weather, but it does pass. Knowing that is more important than I can say. But the thing that I've learned that has helped with this the most is something I've learned from an animal, snakes and I'd like to share it with you. While most people know that snakes shed their skin routinely as they grow, most people don't know much about that process unless they're very interested in animals or happen to have a snake in their life. When snakes get ready to shed their skin, it's because they need to grow. They no longer fit inside their own skin. It becomes too small and too tight. Their skin becomes dry and hard as it separates and they prepare to shed. Here's the part most people don't know. Their vision is impaired during this process. 
Their eyes form a thin, cloudy casing that is part of the skin they're preparing to shed. All of this is uncomfortable. Most snakes become very reclusive or irritable during their shedding cycle. People who own snakes will often show more care feeding them during this time because their snake may strike at them, if not out of aggression, then out of protective fear because they can't see clearly. That's my point, and that's the parallel. During rebirth cycles, we can't see clearly. We are so in it, so immersed in the change and the chaos that we can't see clearly. Knowing that, understanding what's happening to us, helps us move through this time with more wisdom and patience. Have you ever seen a snake shed? It can be over very quickly and neatly sometimes, and others it can take longer and be very messy. But when they emerge with that new skin, it is something glorious to behold. And so shall you be. If you believe you are going through a cycle of rebirth or personal transformation and you're in pain or turmoil, remember the snake. Remember how it sheds its skin and remind yourself that your vision may be obscured, but that it will clear and you will emerge from this storm in your life a more glorious and incandescent being than you were before. You got this. Keep going. Keep growing. Thank you so much for listening. Today is a short episode, but I have a longer one coming up next week on November 24th. I had a wonderful conversation with Anna, also known as Spooky Patootie on TikTok. Anna grew up in a Christian fundamentalist cult and uses her platform to help raise awareness and help others. Thank you everyone for your patience in waiting for a new episode. Total transparency? That was not the plan. Shortly after my last episode, I found myself in a pretty intense mental health crisis, and it has taken a while for me to claw my way out of it. I'm finally starting to get executive function back and feel more stable and capable. For a while there, the podcast was simply not possible. I had no spoons. I've been doing my best to practice good self-care, though, and I've done my best in difficult circumstances to make the space that I need for recovery. I've had some really great days recently, and I'm very excited about them and what I've been able to accomplish. That leads me to some updates and changes. The most important of which is that I have a brand new Patreon. You can join at various tiers to not only keep the podcast alive, but to gain access to all sorts of exclusive behind-the-scenes posts, pics, clips, and even the occasional video episode. Tier 1 membership is only $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee per episode, and it would be a game-changer for me. More content becomes possible as people join, so if you enjoy the podcast or find it helpful, I hope to see you there, and I hope you'll help me take this next big step with Finding Okay. 
One goal is to get to a point where merch can happen, and patrons can be sent subversive intersectional feminist punk stickers to slap up in the world. I also want to give you an update on the Letters for the Fire project. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, I've invited listeners to write a letter to their abuser and send it to me. Instructions for that can be found on my blog. I'm receiving your letters and thank you so much for sending them. What I've decided to do is devote an entire episode to the letters at the end of the season. Time is winding down and the deadline is approaching. Please try to get your letters to me by the end of December. If you included a personal note to me with your letter, I will write back to you. And I just want to let you know that I love you. And as soon as I have the spoons, I will get back to you. I'll be keeping you updated on the project along the way. Thank you so much for listening. Please visit the podcast website, www.finding-ok.com. It's where you can find all the links to my social media. It's where the new blog is. It's where you can learn more about me and all my guests. It's where you can read reviews, leave reviews, contact me. It's also where you can find links to donate. There is also a private Finding OK Facebook group for survivors, and you are welcome there. Finding OK is crowdfunded. It is listener support that is keeping the podcast alive during the pandemic. If you can't afford to donate or become a member on Patreon, one of the best ways you can support the show is by reviewing and sharing online or by word of mouth. Thank you again for listening. This has been Finding OK. Black Lives Matter. Take care of yourself. Your heart is a muscle the size of your fist. Keep on loving. Keep on pointing. And hold on. And hold on. Hold on for